I'm Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And welcome to Not Your Token Black Girl, where we recover from spreading black girl magic wherever we go. From careers and cocktails to men and mental health, we're breaking it all down on what it means to wear the token crown. So if you've ever said, I'm not your token, fill in the blank, then this podcast is for you. A fun and witty show that's a little bit shady, but 100% true. It's Saturday brunch combo with the girls in a quick 20 minutes. Now let's get started. On today's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, we're discussing Brianna Taylor, the charges or lack thereof, and the impact this decision has had on our lives. Okay, so this was, I mean, we can catch up, we can do that, but I do want to let our listeners know that this was not planned to talk about Brianna Taylor. We just want our listeners to always have our thoughts on what's going on in the world, and we thought this was affecting us in such a major way that we had to um deviate from what we originally had planned to talk about today to pay our respects to this young black queen that was violently murdered um and to just talk about our feelings around it so maybe we can leave i don't know a little lighter um more comforted um because being black in America is not easy and being a black woman in America um, is sometimes even harder um, because often when we're talking about Black Lives Matter at the forefront of that is often black men and while they are um, disproportionately attacked for the color of their skin and their gender, often black women who are also victims don't receive the same light as our black male counterparts. So we wanna talk about the um, facts surrounding the Breonna Taylor case and kind of what this means, this latest decision means um, coming out of the courts there and just how we're feeling about it. So, Allie? Yeah, I am exhausted, to say the least. And I think that, like, you know, we we needed to have this conversation. I know we've been talking about it, but it was one of those things that, like, I'm glad you messaged and said, hey, let's change it up. Let's talk about what's going on. Because I know it's been weighing heavy on you. Like, I know yesterday when we found out the verdict, it was just, like, a shock and I know immediately I called Albert in here and I was like into my office and I was like Albert like can they do that is this real like no there's basically there's no trial for murder they indicted the one guy on what they're calling or what is called the wanton endangerment um in first degree which apparently only carries like like you can get sentenced up to five years at most for this. And it's um, a lot of people. So I'm a Twitter person. So I'm like always on there looking and trying to figure out what's going on. And um, apparently that charge is 
more so pertaining to him endangering the people within the complex and um, shooting through the walls and the potential for other people to get hurt, but it has nothing to do with Breonna Taylor's death, you know? And so it's like, not only does, you know, and they gave him the 12, um, is it 12 million? I think they gave a settlement of 12 million days before. And this is how you know, because again, I, I talked to my husband first because I was so disheartened and just like, I was heartbroken to say the least, like she was my own family, you know, um, because I see so much of who I am as a black woman in other black women. And just, you know, we may not have the same line of work. We may not do the same thing, be on the same like tier of things, but it's like, when I see another black woman, I'm rooting for him. And I'm like, I feel an allegiance, you know? So when Albert came in here, I'm like so distraught and just trying to figure out like, is this real life? And he goes, you know, we should have known something was off when they started boarding up buildings before the, the verdict, like the days before they're boarding up buildings, then they give a settlement and then they come out and it's like, Oh, no murder charges at all. The two off other officers, or is it three, get off, got, get off free. Like nothing, like they did, like they had no parts. And then, you know, the one guy is just getting charged for shooting through walls and stuff. And it's like, yo, do better. Like, when is it gonna, and this is where it becomes a thing where it's like, when do black women stop being so disrespectful and black people, but like black women, like why? are we so disrespected in this realm, you know, in this world, right? Like, why is that such a thing? Like, we're, we're performing, we're doing our thing. Like, we are, I feel like Black women are positive across the board. I mean, we have our moments. I know I have mine. But, like, it just is, it crushes me. So, I mean, I don't know. I, like, have a lot of feelings. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think... It's no talking about the other side of things too, right? Like a lot of conversation about the boyfriend. What do you think about that? Because I know that they're talking about him being a drug dealer or whatever. It's irrelevant. But to it's, me, it's it, irrelevant. It is irrelevant if you are dating, married to, having a situationship with a drug dealer. Um, did the wife of Al Capone get shot in her bed? I'm telling you. Did, I mean, you know, I'm trying to stay composed because I don't want our listeners to hear, you know, tears and muffling through yeah. their headphones. Yeah. But like you, I was very emotional. I was distraught. I cried. Um, because I think, you know, Black women, this shows black women that not only are we disrespected, we are hated. We are hated in this country. And only someone that you hate can you say, we're gonna put you six feet under and bring charges to protect the home you were killed in and not your life that we took. That's essentially what is happening. We are going to hold him accountable for shooting down your door, for putting bullet holes in your walls, but taking your young black life, there's no crime there. It's just, it's bizarre though that, that um, property 
are more seem to have more worth because even the yes. way they're militarizing the police right now to control protesting it's like that seems to have more value than a woman's life it, exactly woman. and i just want what enraged me the most was if the shoe was on the other foot right if this was a white woman who was dating a drug dealer who was shot in her home by a black cop girl that cop would be facing capital murder charges you know and to get down to the 12 million dollar settlement is my life only worth 12 million dollars my life is priceless so while that seems like a large sum of money and that this family's wealth trajectory has most likely completely changed, how can you put a price tag on me losing my sister? How can you put a price tag on me losing my daughter or potentially the love of my life? And that, that is why I'm so angry. I am angry that the person who thought that these charges were okay was another black person, a black man. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that shit. I was like, who is now yeah. engaged to a white woman. And while I have no issues with interracial relationships, my husband is the product of a beautiful interracial relationship, my sister is in a beautiful interracial marriage. My issue is, my dude, your sister was just murdered in her home and you let these white men get off on putting bullet holes in her walls? In what realm of Wakanda does that make any sense? How much self-hatred are you filled with to think that that is okay? How much is your moral compass off to, if we just strip race away from it, how much, how depleted are you of any moral value to think that another human being can be slaughtered in her own home and the only thing you're gonna hold someone accountable for is putting bullet holes in her wall? It's just whack. And the no knock thing is like also total BS. And this is another thing I, I was talking to Albert about. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm a gun owner, right? Like, you know, I shoot. I'm very Southern in that sense. And I'm so, sorry, based on the president's comments, girl, about, I can't, I, I can't promise a peaceful transition of power. Girl, every black person, every minority, every LGBTQ Every underrepresented community needs to be armed and ready to go yeah, come like this why? election, either way it goes. Because if he wins, we are now descending into total chaos and these Trumpers are emboldened to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. And God help us if he loses, because we are going to need to be boarding up our homes. I live across the street from Trumpers. I will tell you right now, I am considering driving to Chicago and staying with my sister to keep my family safe. 
we would be I mean, they are literally this has reinvigorated them at this point there it's like there's i can it's a i can do no wrong type thing and the law will protect me and that's what's scary and yes. so you know when i'm explaining because the no knock rule was another big piece of this case and you know i think it's great that they the kentucky changed that law and like they put that in place um about the no knock warrant but everybody that was a part a witness to what happened said there it like there they didn't knock so if i'm laying in my bed like and i paint this scene all the time because i literally cannot fathom like and i know this sounds dramatic but like if i'm laying in my bed i keep my 22 in my nightstand my husband does as well and the and we don't hear anybody coming in and we live in central austin and we've had robberies and everything at my house before. And someone comes in, we're like, I'm firing like, for my safety because I'm scared, right? And if they live in an environment, which it sounded like they did, right? And they go in and he's trying to protect their home. Like, I just don't, you can't, you have to be, there has to be a way that, police are held accountable for taking these actions without really like without acting like police like they are the authority like if you're not able to yell and say it's the police i'm at your door and you can just charge in somebody's house and shoot them like you can't do that's not a thing you cannot charge in someone's house and get to shooting them six I, times i fear you don't it, shoot that girl six times I fear that we haven't seen the worst. I'm I'm just going to be honest. No, we haven't. That's why it's so scary. And that is why my husband and I are considering a move north. Yeah. Um, We're having conversations about, okay, we have concentration camps in Texas, in Arizona, these border states where Latinos are in concentration camps. They are performing hysterectomies and and everything else. We live a stone's throw away from that. The next question is, they're coming for the Latinos. They are slaughtering Black people in their homes as they go for jobs when they're at the grocery store, when they're trying to get a damn snack, when they're playing outside with toy guns as children, they are coming for Black people. History repeats itself. Yeah. Are we that far away from saying maybe slavery is okay? Maybe indentured servitude is okay? Maybe, like, we are on a downward trajectory and it is a slippery slope already somewhat of slavery in the prison system right like absolutely so workers like 10 cents and making working fields and doing all kinds of so my husband and i are having these conversations and if you think about it 1865 wasn't that far that's not too far in the past no and if this president is reelected, i don't know what's gonna happen um, and so Rihanna Taylor has, we had been toying with the idea and flirting with the idea of migrating north. Um, but this has really brought that back to the forefront of our conversation. Yeah. How long are we going to take a risk by 
living as Black people in the South, raising our Black daughter in the South. My, literally, my next door neighbors have six or seven Trump signs in their yard. I know they are loaded. They don't speak to us. We don't speak to them. These are my next door neighbors. And we, we are blessed to live in an affluent neighborhood, but it can go down in the projects and it can go down in affluent neighborhoods. No matter your socioeconomic status, mm -hmm. they, they just see a black person. And if a cop can get away with shooting you, if they can get away with kneeling on your neck for damn near nine minutes, if I can say, oh, they stepped on my property, castle doctrine, what hope do we have? And so the question is, for my safety, do I need to leave the South? The answer is yes. But the next question we're toiling with is, do we need to leave the United States of America? And I know in, in one of our final episodes of last season, we were talking to um, the incredible Amber, um, and she was like, hell no, I'm not leaving. They brought us over here and I'm not leaving. And I had to say, yeah, you know, you make a good point, even though we had been toying with the idea of leaving. But at this point, is it just easier to push the easy button and to leave altogether? Because no, America doesn't love me. And to be fair, I don't love America and I'm tired. And yeah. these are fights that I'm having to fight. My mom had to fight. My grandmother had to fight. Her mother had to fight. Her, I am tired of fighting just to exist in a country that brought me here. Yeah. I mean, I know we've talked about this and we have different views because I am very much so like I, this type of energy um, or anger, right, activates me even more, right? Like I feel like as black women, as a community of black people, like it's time to activate at this point. And it's not just, I know the presidency, like that's huge because he's like an idiot. But the thing is, is like getting in front of and understanding local and statewide elections and knowing who you're voting for and pushing people forward that you know are going to sign off on things that make sense, like, and that are for your people becomes very important at moments like this, right? Because again, the, the AG, Daniel Cameron of Kentucky was an elected person, right? Yeah. Like he just didn't hop in, like he didn't get promoted. Like he is an elected person that very well, that can change. You yeah. know, he made this one bad decision. Next time that the, he's up, out, every black person needs to remember this. This is what Daniel Cameron did. Let's go in, let's find someone that's for us and that's gonna get, create reform because police reform just needs to happen. Like the way that that situation escalated and the way it went down, those were not police. They acted like they were gangsters off the street going in and, and, and knocking somebody down. And it was very, it felt and seemed very intentional. And that's my thought. Like but it felt very intentional. We've got defund the police, the eight that can't wait. White people, white supremacists, people who are passive are not going to let that happen. They're not going to let that happen because there is power in keeping things the way they are. There is power because those that are passive, white supremacists, 
white people who haven't taken a stand and said, I stand with my black and brown fellow Americans, this shit is wrong. They profit from the status quo. When was the last time you heard a cops running up in a white person's house, shooting the wrong person? God. Not never. When was the last time you heard of a white woman being gunned down by an officer and that officer getting off on these types of BS charges? Not ever. When was the last time police officers pulled over a white drunk teenager and said, I'll give you a ride home, buddy, every single day? When was the last time a drunk black teenager doing the same thing, leaving the same party in the same neighborhood got pulled over and ended up dead every other day? This, until this system affects you or until you have the morality to say, it doesn't affect me, but this is wrong, things will stay the same. And I have to be frank, the fact that Hillary only lost the popular vote or only won the popular vote by a few million lets me know that about 50% of this country doesn't give a shit about what's going on. And the fact that we've got Trumpers out here saying, yeah, I'm voting for him again, Trump 2020, lets me know there are several that are emboldened. There are several that are emboldened quietly. And that is the danger. I know these guys that I live across the street from don't like me. I can deal with that, right? Yeah. It is my other neighbors that I have to say, are you secretly trying to plot my death? Are you secretly giving me the side eye, but waving in my face? That's the danger. Yeah. And I, I'm tired of crying. I am tired of feeling like maybe I should be proactive and write my obituary. Maybe I should be proactive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Brianna Taylor could be me. She could be you. Yeah, but don't Maybe write your own. <laughs> you know, video record love notes to my husband, my daughter, yeah. my best friend, you, my mom, my my family, because I don't know when it's going to be my day, and I want to encourage them and say, it's okay. Don't get your hopes hopes up for my justice let's just focus on the time we had together. And I'm trying to get through this without crying because this is reality. And in 2020, the fact that we are having these types of conversations of how can we escape the South? Not that anyone's going to be hunting us down, but how how can we escape by saying, what is the optimal time to sell our home so we can have as much money as possible to start over somewhere else? is the same conversation pretty much that Harriet Tubman was having. You know, it's the same conversations that our ancestors were having in the 1600s, in the 1700s, in the 1800s, in the 1900s with Jim Crow. And I am tired of fighting to live my life. I am tired of always having to be twice as good, three times as good. I am tired for always looking over my shoulder and wondering, did my business not do as well because I'm a black woman or did it not do as well because it wasn't my time? Did I not get the promotion because I'm a black woman or did I not get the promotion because someone else really deserved the promotion and performed better? 
I'm tired of having to tell my daughter every single damn day, you are beautiful. Your kinky hair is beautiful. Your wide nose is beautiful. Your brown skin is beautiful because I know the day is going to come when someone's going to call her a nigger. Someone is going to tell her that her skin is dirty. And I'm already having to arm her with incredible self-esteem at two, at three, at four, because I know the day is coming when I'm going to have to comfort her because of something that someone else said. And I'm already enraged that someone would hurt my baby in that way. But I know being a black woman in this country, her day is coming. Just like my day came, just like your day came. And we will forever have scars because of that. And it's all because God blessed me with a little bit more melanin. No. And so I'm really emotional because the South has always been my home. Yeah. But I've got to go to give my baby a chance and to prolong, you know, her day coming. Yeah. And, and I, to you know, avoid the her being shot and killed in her home. Yeah. The emotion that you saw is, is literally the same, you know, for so many Black mothers and just Black women that are like, where do I go? Like, it's almost the feeling of, and it is the feeling of like being so out of place and yeah. it for your whole life. Yeah. Like, you know, cause especially cause we're from here. We're like from the United States. It's not like yeah. we have lineage in Africa that we can just go back to, you know, but so that's it's the frustrating just, part. I spit in a cup for uh, DNA or something. Uh, 23 and me or. Oh yeah. yeah. Com. So it can tell me, yeah, you're from the West host of Africa, but I have no memory. No connection. I have no connection. I have no knowledge. I have no home. If yeah. you think about it. America is not my home. Yeah. I was stolen and now no one in my lineage remembers that. I've never stepped foot on the African continent. I know that's where I started. Yeah. But I I I I have no ties to that culture, you know, except through my husband and my, my in-laws. I've never experienced it firsthand. I didn't grow up dancing and singing and speaking the language and eating the food. I, to be Black in America means you really have no home. You're yeah, and that's what I'm sorts. saying. It's just so isolating. Yeah. And, you know, I think that a lot of, again, a lot of people are feeling that same sentiment and just really trying to figure out where is the place to go? What do we do? Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I think this is the time to activate. I think it's good to be proactive for the baby and be like, hey, like, let's find somewhere that's at least more civilized and south. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I have really, you know, my work is like, I care a lot about just moving Black women forward yeah. and Black children and like figuring out a way to, to progress really our race as a whole. And I think that's kind of my starting point. Because I think it's more than ever, like, it's time for for the Black community to rally together. Everybody get on the same page. Like, if we need a secret meeting, like, everybody (laughs) needs to get on the same page. We need to do a good history lesson, explain the different systems of government and how it works, and find advocates for us that we want to push forward into places that mean something and that make it to where we are the norm in the the land that we live in, you know? Um, I mean, that's just my take. But again, I do understand that feeling of being like, should we just leave? Because I've told Albert that too. I'm like, 
should we escape to Canada or the Caribbean? I mean, I I would live for a pineapple uh, or a pina colada daily. Like, look, yeah, you know, like send me somewhere. I need to be at Carnival, okay? Yes. Like, that is my thoughts. But at the same time, I'm like, no, like I'm fighting. Like I'm fighting for those that can't move. Like they don't have resources. Like I, I feel so empowered. Like, you know, yesterday I cried a lot. I was really sad and I was freaking out and I cry pretty often now. And I used to never cry, but like, I just get really sad by the things that are going on and for the, my community, you know? And, but today I'm like, you know what? F that. I'm about to figure out how I'm pulling this together, who I need to talk to. I'm activating. I'm talking to all my friends that work in nonprofits. I've been texting. They're probably like, you're a psycho at this no, point. I text my homegirl that works for the Statesman. Like, I'm just like ready at this point. Like, they have ignited me. Like, I'm ready to just mess some shit up at this point. So that's my take on that. I am like fighting for you too and Aria because I just like y'all can leave me in the south <laughs> I will hold it down we gonna back you up and you and Albert will take y'all with it we gonna fight from the north <laughs> y'all gonna fight from the north even though I do love Chicago you know I love Chicago you do honey I think New York is out because even though the real yeah. estate prices are falling and you know I've, I love New York. I know you love New York so much I just can't justify those prices, even with this. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not for how much house you're used to getting. Yeah. You know? Like, it's just really, it's, it would be tough to move to New York. Yeah. And then to be, I don't know. that. But Chicago, on the other hand. And it's still in central time zone. It's a quick flight mm-hmm. from Chicago to Dallas. They yeah. fly out like every 30 or 45 minutes. So I could get home fast, get to you fast. Yeah. So. But well, that'd be very fun. Yeah. But this has been great just to get yes. my emotions out with you and yeah. be encouraged to keep fighting by you. And it's okay to not be okay. Um, it really is. It's okay to cry and, and feel all those emotions and then put your game plan together, whether that be to fight, to vote. Please register to vote. Get your friends registered to vote. Get your mama, your grandma, the whole lineage. And please um, go get a book, Government for Dummies, or like if you go to my page, there's a lot of like random resources. I'm not good at social media, but like there's a video on there that breaks down how the systems of government work that yeah. we probably learned in high school, but nobody remembers anything but Pythagorean theorem. So yeah. check it out, figure this out, and really be well researched. Like Black people, let's come together. That's my like final words. Allie out. <laughs> Me out too. <laughs> This is Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 12 p.m. Central for another episode of Not Your Token Black Girl. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And follow me at Basic Allie on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Crystal O. 